Are you ready, kids? Because it's another episode of Dumb Sports Podcast. Today's show is full of all kinds of dumb sports banter, dumb sports news, and dumb sports opinions. So let's go ahead and get started with some dumb sports banter. First things first, in honor of draft season, we're going to let you know a little bit about us by giving you one of our favorite segments, a dumb sports question. And today we're going to talk about if we had a dumb draft about breakfast foods, who would be your first pick on a mass-produced breakfast food draft? Sean, give it to us. Yeah, so uh, obviously it's a wide field out there. Uh, as with any draft, you, you, you want to make sure that if you've got the first overall pick, that you make it count, you make it worth it. Last thing you want to do is bust. So with my first pick, uh, I would probably go with strawberry-flavored Pop-Tarts. I think mm. that's as strong of a pick as you can get. Uh, may not make the Hall of Fame, but he's going to get a couple all-star bids, and I'll be able to uh, get some merchandise off of them. So people want to play with them. People want to eat them. Strawberry Pop-Tarts is where I go. Do you go frosted or unfrosted? Ooh, frosted. It's got to be frosted. Yep. Frosted or get, get out. out. Ooh. All right, T, what are you saying? Who's your first pick? You know, uh, you know, I, I think my draft habits are pretty similar to my favorite football teams, the Raiders. I always want to reach just way into the upper rounds, like a Darius Hayward Bay guy that I could get in like round four, but I'm going to take him with number two. I'm going to go with the sausage, egg, and cheese toaster strudels, not even the like fruity kind. Um, <laughs> but I know that if I what? see those numbers, I buy eight boxes, of the, eight boxes, no questions asked. Like, I never see them, but I'm telling you, if I got five bucks in my pocket and it's between the Pop-Tarts and the sausage, egg, and cheese toaster strudels, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I am 99% sure those are discontinued. <laughs> I have seen those. Wait. At Fresh Market. Which would make it all the more better? <laughs> Where, what, do you, what do you top them with? <laughs> top them with nothing. There's no, there's no frosting? No, no glaze, bacon cheese. Uh, get out of here. And there's bacon too. Okay, okay. Now we're just gonna forget that that pick ever happened because this is what we're gonna do. See, Sean's strawberry pop tart is the great value version, and I have the Heinz ketchup version, and that is the strawberry toaster strudel. It is the name brand version of the pop tart. The strawberry toaster strudel. Yes. Cool. <laughs> if i'm going with anything i'm going with el monterey breakfast burritos or as they call themselves breakfast wraps for some reason i think it's because they don't have beans it's just straight eggs bacon and potatoes but i will go with eggs bacon and potatoes in a tortilla in pretty much any form you can give me i'm all about that life see now if you look back and reevaluate all of those picks you will see that pick number two that's a little yikes a little bit of a reach. That's perfect. Yep. If even if it's discontinued, that is absolutely that is uh, the statement that you made about you being like the Raiders. That's perfect right there. That's that's cash money. Raiders are the most likely team to go ahead and draft a discontinued <laughs> with their number one overall pick. I will be honest. Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> The big question, I think, on everybody's mind is who would the Patriots draft with their number one? I'm thinking it's probably Cheerios. I, you know, that's, I was going to say, it's got to be a cereal. It's got to be something. Yeah. That it could be yeah. something reliable. Raisin, Raisin bread. Yeah. Something well, not like, flashy, like but that. gives you a surprise here or there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Maybe like Ego Waffle Bay. The Rob Gronkowski of the, of the group, but yep. they'll give you something that it's a mainstay, it's a stalwart. Again, it's it's something that you, you you have faith in. It's coming from Kellogg's, probably. That's probably where it's coming from. Yeah, I, I agree. General Mills, Kellogg's, yeah, yep. Brought to you by Battle Creek, Michigan. So on to our next segment. So today is April tenth, and in honor of April tenth, we're going to ten things I hate about you. We take already accomplished, <clears throat> accomplished pros and pretend like they are prospects for the NFL draft and tear them apart. We then say when they should be drafted. And this is, of course, to remind everyone, nobody knows what they're talking about when it comes to draft time. Who's up first? 
T, you've got something to say. Who do you want us to tear apart? You know, I think that I've always, uh, you know, been pretty unimpressed with Aaron Donald for his size. Um, you know, I, I know I went to get a physical maybe, I don't know, right before the virus hit and everything got shut down. I, I stepped on the, on the scale and I got measured. I came in with no shoes on at six, one and three eights. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald goes for like five eleven and a half, if that, um, he's pretty small. I'm pretty sure that, you know, getting out of a swimming pool and, you know, carrying a bag of dumbbells, he goes from maybe 275, maybe. So I, I've always just had beef with him. I'm not, not a huge fan whatsoever. Solid. Where would you draft him? I would probably go – I mean, if I already used my number two pick on those toaster strudels that are discontinued, probably want to use the next three or four wisely. So I'm going to go, I don't know, between five and six, if that. So you've got Aaron Donald in the fifth round. I like it. All right. Sean, where are you going? Yep. I'm actually going to take a guy who, so with the league transitioning to a passing league as it is already, and with running being in vogue and, or not in vogue, but gone, basically only a few handful of teams run. I'm going to go with a little midget. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I honestly have no idea if you guys have even heard of him. Uh, he was a player that played for the Florida Gators once upon a time, but he's like maybe five, seven. Uh, and he's not particularly fast. I'm actually certain to go with T's thing. You know, he goes get a physical done. I right now in tennis shoes, not warmed up, could probably run a faster 40 than this guy. And I'm talking about this jabroni named Emmett Smith. Um, <laughs> I really don't understand what the allure is with this guy. I mean, I don't even know if he's a good locker room presence. Guy came from Florida. How good of a person can this dude really be? Um, I don't know. Didn't if Aaron Hernandez also go to Florida? Just to remind time. Didn't Aaron Hernandez also go to Florida? He did. Yep. Oh, and I mean, it's, they have a long history, probably starting with him, of uh, having nothing but delinquents and nonsense. So uh, probably this guy who is underwhelming with size, can't catch, uh, has questionable toughness. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to say Emmett Smith, not really too impressed with whatever people think he's going to do. I don't think it's, uh, again, not very fast. There's plenty of people in his draft class that are way faster, way bigger and way more talented. So, you know, what do I care about this guy from a kind of SEC power? Yeah, I mean, I guess that means I'm up. All right, uh, I'm just going to keep this real short. Um, there's a guy by the name of Matt Ryan. And um, I'm done. You know, I don't <laughs> think he has great leadership. <laughs> and I don't think he's that athletic, so I'm at least not taking him until the second round. <laughs> Sean, where are you taking him? <laughs> Who do you draft first, Matt Ryan or Shane Falco? <laughs> oh, Shane Falco, son. Like, it's got to be. have to. Even after the meltdown in the Sugar Bowl? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I'm looking at somebody, <clears throat> let's talk about Tom Brady. Has anyone ever had a worse combine than this man? We're talking about a professional athlete, athlete being the key word here. And I bet 50% of the people watching at home can outrun this guy in the 40 on any given day. We're talking about being able to jump, being able to throw hard, being able to will yourself past your opponents. I mean, can you really count on Tom Brady on fourth and one to just pick up the ball and charge forward and pick up a first down? The guy's tall, but he's a beanpole. He's pudgy. There's no way he looks as good as he does right now, which is not very good in 20 years. So, I mean, the guy just has no future as a professional athlete. I mean, we're talking about a guy who couldn't even secure the starting job for the entire season his senior year at Michigan. Right. So if we're talking about Tom Brady, I think you have to go sixth round, probably go, I mean, maybe the seventh best quarterback, maybe worse in his draft class. And I think anybody who takes him earlier than that is going to regret it. And if you draft him at all, you're really just trying to find a guy you can lock up for your practice squad with a little bit of experience. I have to agree. I mean, again, this guy couldn't even – he was backing up a dude that didn't even – 
want football to be his primary sport, right? Like the guy that he was backing up, you couldn't even beat a dude who was looking at the Yankees, who was looking to play third base. So I honestly question whether or not you have a work ethic. I question whether or not you have the ability to, to make something of yourself physically. Uh, definitely turning that into a fitness franchise or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely question the uh, mentality, desire, heart uh, of someone like that when you can't even be the dude that doesn't even care that much about football. You know, I think everybody said it. I know we're all thinking it. I'll just be the guy that's going to have to go out there on a limb and say this. But he has zero confidence, and his girlfriend is probably just ugly as all get out. I can't. I can't even begin. Can't Average at best. Average at best. Absolutely. So maybe a six. So let's just go ahead and, and wrap that up then. So we're taking Aaron Donald in the third round, second fifth round? round, fifth, fifth round. Okay. Aaron Donald in the fifth round, soaking wet. We're talking about what, 285, 5'11, trying to play defensive line. Got no real shot against hardened offensive linemen in the NFL. It's not going to have the speed, not going to have the strength, not going to be able to power his way through and you know disrupt things up the middle. Sean, you're saying Emmett Smith? Second week of the preseason because there's no reason to waste a pick on him. You'll be able to find him off a scrap heap somewhere. He's a running back in a league that's long looked past it. Even if you were in a league that was running, why would you want somebody that can't catch a ball? So I, I, I can't trust someone that's under 5'6 and, you know, again, questionable toughness. We have no idea how tough this guy is. So I doubt I, I, doubt I need to waste any time outside of second preseason game. Maybe he shows up and makes the squad. And Matt, when are you taking Matt Ryan? Oh, I mean, at at best case scenario, second round. Best case scenario, probably closer to the third or fourth. I mean, Russell Wilson went in was the third round, fourth round, third round, I believe. And I mean, he's leaps and bounds better than Matt, Matt Ryan. So at least later than that. All right. Well, that wraps up our 10 Things I Hate About You. We'll be back with you again next week. Now, a word from our sponsor. All righty. Sean, did I ever tell you about that time I was panning at uh, Copperhead Creek? You did not. Uh, Well, it was the luckiest day of my life, and it had nothing to do with the gold that I found that day, you see. So I'm sitting there in the river, and some awful strange nudged my toe. And when I reached down to see what it was, well, you better believe I was, I was mystified. Uh, I reckon I was the richest man in the, in the world, richest man ever, because it was a can of White Claw. Oh, really? Wow, do tell more. What is this White Claw? Well, it is basically vegan for loco. You can get it at local uh, 7-Elevens, I think, um, your local Kroger, if you happen to live in said region. Or you can go into, if you're in Utah, a state-sponsored liquor store between the hours of 10 and 7. Don't ask me how I know that. And just pick yourself up a nice little 12-er there. Now, I just heard vegan. Do they carry those at Whole Foods? Uh, I don't know. I have to get to – I'll get in touch with Jeff Bezos, and I'll get back to you. Thank you so much. It's now time for some dumb sports news. We're going to bring to you today our new segment we call, Who Would That Be? We read you dumb news stories and decide who the athlete would be most likely to do them. And we're going to go ahead and start off today with T from Virginia. All right, so it looks like uh, in Virginia, the profane swearing law has recently been repealed. I'm not sure how long that was actually around. Um, I kind of like that it was around, but I guess, um, you know, Virginia doesn't have any professional sports team. So if I had to identify some, you know, athlete from Virginia or who has played in Virginia, I got a shout out to, uh, you know, Virginia tech, Michael Vick. Um, he's already been in trouble for a couple other things, not too serious though. Not, not as bad as profane swearing or anything like that. Um, but that definitely seems like something like he would, he would get in trouble for. All right, on to Pittsburgh. Uh, so it sounds like Pittsburgh, uh, there was uh, some guy who was really, really proud, I guess. I know we got the coronavirus going on right now. Um, he's pretty stocked with, you know, goods such as toilet paper. So he made a giant toilet paper roll 
out uh, of other toilet paper rolls, I guess, and hung it out in his front yard. Um, Sean, I'm going to go ahead now. What do you, what do you think? Who do you peg Pittsburgh man hanging out giant roll of toilet paper in his front yard? Uh, probably LeBron James. Uh, you know, you've got the I promise school and now here's the, you can wipe for your stool uh, is what you could probably do with this dude. Uh, the guy <laughs> is incredibly, when it, when it comes to uh, charitable things, and especially when it comes to having something that not a lot of us have, toilet paper being that thing right now, uh, this dude would definitely be like, you know, you get a roll, you get a roll, get his Oprah on it, just basically freaking make it rain toilet paper for people. So Charmin Ultra with the sponsor there, I'm certain. That's where I would go with LeBron James. Very nice. Very nice. See, I was taking it a little bit more on the uh, David Bakhtiari level because the man knows how to chug a beer. And mm. if there's anything I know about chugging beers, that's typically when you go TPing. Mm. Okay. So he would be one that would just have a giant roll of toilet paper to TP. Yeah. I like it. Is there anybody with the nickname the janitor? Because I feel like janitors are the ones who always have those giant rolls lying around. Right. Like Marcus Camby? Yeah, probably. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get rebounds and do that stuff. And especially if you're a janitor, you know what? Thinking of like toilet paper like that, though, that's like half ply 90 grit sandpaper. So you're like guaranteeing yourself paper cuts. <laughs> if you're at home, most toilets are right next to your shower. So, I mean, if at the, at the worst, get yourself a little adjustable nozzle from Walmart and, you know, give yourself a spray down. But, yeah, I ain't trying to freaking cut myself and get sick. So, yeah, if you're a janitor and you got half ply, congratulations. But, uh, nice. It's <laughs> not happening. I can't believe you just took issue with janitors for having half-fly toilet paper. I like, did. Yeah, just, we went there. Just picked a fight with every janitor. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going down to Florida. Matt, what do you have to say about Florida? A Florida woman puts porn and Easter eggs and drives around town putting them in mailboxes. Now, you see, what we have here is a Jimmy Garoppolo that has been benched, and he has to make money. So he's got to promote his at-the-time – girlfriend's product so what do you do you hand out free samples sure that sense. You know, that makes actually, sense. because we're in florida i would go antonio brown too just because that mm -hmm. guy has no idea what he's doing and that seems like that would be a like a really if if you found out that antonio brown is just putting porn on people's front like porches you'd be like oh yeah because that's like not even halfway close to the craziest thing he's done in the last 24 hours so and he's already in florida so I would assume that someone like Antonio Brown would be doing something like that. Or Tiger Woods is also in Florida. <laughs> I mean, Antonio Brown could have kind of been all the above on these, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, sure. that's probably true. That's Pete, probably who, true. You got? who do you think's putting porn and Easter eggs in Florida? You know, I feel like this guy would be like days away from finally getting, you know, just taken off the market. He's already hurt by this coronavirus because he can't show up for physicals and anything. But this has Jameis Winston written all over it for me. <laughs> like this dude, he has been in trouble for crab legs. He's been in trouble for, was it sexually assaulting an Uber driver, Lyft, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's Jameis. And I mean, like if this just said Jameis Winston puts porn in Easter eggs and drives around town putting them in mailbox, I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Yep. I like them all. And just following the same trend I had with Pittsburgh, I got to go Carl Malone here because he's the mailman. So if anything's getting put in a mailbox, oh. oh. <laughs> big Carl. I mean, I mean, you can't fight that. Nope. That's checkmate right there. That's good. Sean, what do you have for us about TSA in Atlanta? Uh, so my two, I have two. One, both of them are fairly obvious. One is Plexico Burris. Very nice. Uh, and the other would be uh, Gilbert Arenas. And that's only because that fool, I mean, we all know the gun incident where he toted him around and basically threatened to shoot his own freaking locker room. But the dude was known to own over 500 firearms as it was, and he would stockpile them in his locker. So, so if you are going to be caught with an inordinate amount of firearms that you probably shouldn't have and are probably illegal, I'm looking at uh, Gilbert Arenas and hopefully not Plexico because somebody's getting hurt. T, what do you have to say about that? TSA seizing a record number of firearms at airports last year. Um, you know, I think this guy, I, I think a lot of people think about him when stories like this come up, uh, but everybody's too afraid of him. I feel like he's actually lurking behind, like, corners and such. I'm going to go ahead and say Warren Sapp. Like, oh. Warren Sapp seems exactly like the kind of guy 
who has a tote of just AKs and such, but I don't know. Just my opinion. Matt, who are you saying? For TSA, you know, I mean, I was going to say the obvious one and say OJ, but I think that's just too obvious. So I, I think I'm going to pass on to the next one. Okay, well, in that case, I've got definitely in my sights either Connor McGregor, just because mm. he could, he could, I could see him carrying guns pretty much anywhere and then not getting in trouble for it when they get taken away. And I could go exact same direction with someone he actually fought in a boxing match with the money team and Floyd Mayweather. I could see that man bringing just a duffel bag and passing it through just like in the matrix, having the (laughs) going off and then being like, you can't take this on the plane. And him saying, okay, just throw it out. I'll buy some new ones when I get to Michigan or wherever he's going. So that, that's my pick either uh, Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather. When I heard T say something about uh, being afraid to mention it and mentioning guns, I got real excited because there is only one professional athlete that I could think of. But even with like five people seeing this on YouTube, I would be afraid to say anyway, but I'm about to drop it here. But it's because he got caught or in here they got caught. But I would go with the sleeper pick, ultimate, ultimate sleeper, Marvin Harrison. That would Ooh, be very oh, nice. See, that's very you want to talk about real fear right there. You know, no one knows where I live. You just keep that quiet. I live too close to Indianapolis to even participate in this conversation. <laughs> that, that, that could be sleeper of the year. Yeah. All right, Matt, oh, you man. wanted to mention something about uh, Rochester, Minnesota? Oh, yeah. Rochester, Minnesota. Police are recruiting help to ward off crows using guns due to city's bird poop problem. I mean, this one's simple to me. This, uh, this has J.R. Smith written all over it. If there's anybody that can scare off some birds, just it's J.R. Smith. Or just people in general, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking redneck, good old boy fun times, especially in Minnesota, I mean, there's two, but I've got Madison Bumgarner riding up, scaring Very off. Very nice. Very nice. That's where I would go. We're talking some redneck fun and unassuming, and it's something weird like that. Like, oh, yeah, that was Madison Bumgarner or whatever his alias he was when he was doing his rodeo, uh, or being in Minnesota and he's already there, give me some Brett Favre. He would do something like Very that. Very nice. Yep. And he makes some money on the side while doing it too. So those would be yep. my two. What was the – I mean, I have a pick for this. I can't remember what the heck his name. I always get the Alabama quarterbacks mixed up. Was it Christian? No, it wasn't Christian Hackenberg. Is A.J. McCarron, right? A.J. McCarron that everybody was blowing? Yeah. Yeah, A.J. McCarron. I have no idea what that guy's doing right now. Um, I kind of had some high hopes for him, which, again, that's a toaster strudel reference because uh, he has done absolutely nothing. But that that has McCarron written all over it for sure. And I think I'm going to go with – oh, man. Uh, Zach Randolph, maybe. Ooh, I could see him going there. I really like Bumgarner. I just I imagine him riding into town on a horse, pulling out some six shooters, just firing them straight in the air. Maybe even going back a ways to like a flintlock pistol. Just some black powder spewing out the end of it. I was I was expecting a Manning from you, Charles. Oh no! I uh, for those of you who don't know, I share a special part in my heart for all things involving distrust and hatred for Eli Manning, which I'm sure will come up later on in this program. It'll definitely happen. Uh, We're going to move on to our next segment, which is all about the dumb things people could do now, with the only excuse being that they can't catch coronavirus from doing it. Uh, An example for this might be eating raw chicken. Dumb idea. But you can't get coronavirus from doing it. That's probably true, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So uh, what are you guys thinking? What are some of the dumbest things that people could start doing now? And their only excuse being, well, I can't catch coronavirus from doing it. Uh, I'll go with one. Uh, you can discharge fireworks or firearms now in broad daylight. Um, you're social distancing, you're just throwing stuff up in the air, people can watch and ooh and on when an officer comes up to you, be like, son, you can't do that, be like, sir, I can't catch coronavirus from it, so, yeehaw, you know, you just light them up and watch it fly away. I like it. I'm, I'm going to go with the stay home factor, uh, now using water with cereal, 
because you don't want to go to the store to ref to replenish your milk. That is a dumb thing. Putting that is dumb. Cereal. I think everybody would agree. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't get coronavirus from doing it. So no, but I mean, going to the store and getting that new milk could possibly catch corona. So you can't take that risk. You are a social movie. distancing warrior. At a boy, Mac. <laughs> T, you got any ideas? I have no idea about this one. You know, of all the dumb things that I've ever done, and I got absolutely nothing here. And I just usually do those. So, I mean, coronavirus is nothing special. I mean, you could draft Matt Ryan third overall. Mm, that's probably true. Se seems to have worked out all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think if I'm going dumb things people could do now, one of them would be uh, texting and driving or just in general being on the cell phone and driving right now because uh, just lots of time on your hands, very few cars on the road, easy to just do a really dumb thing and start doing it. And uh, you get caught or you run into something, cops say, hey, what's going on here? You say, hey, I can't catch Corona. <laughs> that Corona. Avoided. Any other ideas? Anybody else got something more? Got nothing at all. I mean, you could probably distribute porn to people's mailboxes via Easter eggs. That was something <laughs> you probably do. Can't catch. I mean, I guess you could theoretically. I mean, maybe you touch the mailbox or somebody. Yeah, that's a lot of touching, bro. You'd need some high heavy duty gloves. Yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, which are dumb sports bets. He's going to go ahead and give us some of his best betting odds based on the world around us, and we're going to follow along. T, what so, are dumb sports bets? While I was putting this list together, I was trying to keep in mind, you know, things that had happened recently, um, things that were going to be, I mean, things that I'm hoping still end up happening with the coronavirus and all that other nonsense that's going on. Um, but the first one that I want to talk about is when it comes to Bears quarterbacks, let's say the NFL season plays out like it's supposed to, um, who do you got starting quarterback week one for the Bears? Do you have Nick Foles or are you going to go, you're going to go Mitch Trubisky? Trubisky. I'll throw that one out there just I mean now you'd have to see how the preseason went and knowing Matt Nagy and, and what they're trying to accomplish and the defense they have I would assume just for the sake of trying to save a third-year player uh, or third or fourth-year player I can't I don't remember what he is but he's the fourth it'd be Mitch Trubisky at least to start the season okay what's the minimum bet and what are my odds um, so right now, Nick Foles is actually the favorite at minus 125. Trubisky is plus 150. What's That's pretty surprising. Bet? What, what do I have to put down? How much am I risking? You could bet. You can, You have to bet $20. 20 minimum? All right. I'm willing to put 20 on Trubisky just because Nick Foles never wows at camp. He never is blowing coaches away but he makes those connections with the players and then takes advantage of his opportunities. But if you look at all of his camp experiences, going back to the Rams and the Chiefs, he just never really blew any coach away and said, hey, I've got to be the starter. Matt, what do you think? I mean, given those odds, I'd probably take the plus. So I'd probably be taking Trubisky as well, even though that surprises me. Just because, I mean, that's so close. I mean, there, there's so many different factors making that bet this early. But I, I would probably lean Trubisky just because I feel like even though, I mean, I think he, I think he would have the city behind him over Foles. That's tough, though. You know, yeah. So I think if it, like, if I'm making this bet, which I'm willing to make this bet right now today, uh, I think that the – who was it on the coaching staff of the Bears that used to be in Philadelphia? Was it Nagy? Yeah. Yep. I think that I just ride that that relationship, like, that is apparently there. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. And just, just say, oh, that's the only connection. Uh, so he doesn't have to wow in camp. I'll just go Nick Foles because, I mean, he's proven something at least. I mean, Trubisky, I think you could trade for him right now for a ham sandwich and half a can of Pringles, but that's just me. 
Um, Charles, what do you think? So here's some crazy, uh, crazy news that I think a lot of people don't, don't really know about. And this just goes to highlight how uh, flash panty the NFL can be at a time. Nick Foles and Trubisky have two of the top five QBRs of all time in the history of the NFL. Um, when we're talking about total QBR, Nick Foles with Chip Kelly, I think he went what 13 and or like 30 and three. I think he had 30 touchdowns and three interceptions. And then two years ago, Trubisky just had an insanely high year. I think he finished with like an 86 QBR. So, I mean, we're talking about two guys who have both had just really hot seasons and then over time have kind of shown that they need to be hot for things to be working out for them. All righty. All righty. I like it. Um, the next bet that I have for you guys. Um, so who is more likely to hit the over in your opinion next year when it comes to wins Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, um, their over under is nine at plus plus one twenty, So they're actually favored to hit the under um, or new England at nine and a half. Um, and they're favored to go over nine and a half at minus one ten. Which of those bets do you like more? I, I do not think New England's going to hit that over. So I'm going to have to go with the other one. Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay? Yeah. Charles, what do you think? It's really hard for me to say this because, like I said before, Tampa Bay's defense was incredibly underrated last year. They were a top three DVOA defense, despite Jameis Winston basically providing other teams with seven free touchdowns. So I feel like their defense was constantly being put in bad situations. Uh, other teams were getting free points off of Winston, and they were still in a lot of close games. Now, granted, Jameis had some amazing throws. He was definitely not a minus on offense all of the time. But I think if they take care of the ball, that defense can really carry them. So as long as Tom Brady can keep his interceptions down in single digits, I really believe that Tampa Bay team is going to win a lot. So I think I'm going to go with Tampa. Tampa, I like it. Sean, what do you think? More uh... – more likely to hit their over Tampa Bay um, projected at nine wins. New England is at nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to take the over on Tampa. Um, I caught briefly what Charles has just said about the defense. Tom Brady doesn't make very many mistakes. And I mean, with given how many close games that they lost and knowing that Jameis Winston was a turnover machine on top of a playmaker. Um, I trust Tom Brady to not lose you games. Uh, he might not have the ability to throw for 500 yards no more and, you know, air the ball out all the time. But that's something that I, I, I would trust in. Um, as far as New England, the AFC East is getting better. So mm -hmm. that's something that with you got a Bills team that was already pretty brutal. You got a Dolphins team that's believing in themselves uh, in the AFC East and uh, a Patriot team for the first time in years. It doesn't have an on-the-field leader uh, at the quarterback position right now. So I'm, I'm more prone for Tampa Bay and the over, even in the division that they play in. So I'm cool with Tampa. And I, I'd put a decent amount on it. Nice. Yeah, I think the case, especially the one that Charles is making for Tampa Bay, speaks for itself. I think that's the safe bet. Um, I think when it comes to my heart, I, I really like Jared Stidham. Um, loved him at Auburn. I want to I believe that Belichick is really going gonna, gonna to do big things for him, but – like you said, I think the AFC East is just – it's just too hard right now. And, I i mean, I think Stidham will have his moments and such, but I don't think he's going to go out there and tear it up. So, got to go Tampa Bay for I sure. I mean, do you really think that's who they're going to go with, Stidham? I think so. You got odds on that one? Yeah. I seriously. do not, but I can find those in like eight seconds, yeah. Um, while I do that, um, let's talk a little bit about comeback player of the year. Um, if you have to pick one of these guys, um, I have odds on all of them. Um, who do you, who do you like best? So uh, right now the favorite is Ross Roethlisberger at plus two forty. Um, after that we have JJ Watt at plus five hundred, and then last we have Cam Newton at plus seven hundred. Who's your pick for that? Hmm. And then I'll start with uh, Charles. I mean, I can take that one. I think it's. I think it's Roethlisberger. I think that the favorite is just too obvious there. I mean, J.J. Watt, he just – I just – his history is just not good. On staying healthy 
and Roethlisberger, I mean, he's got everything going for him. If, if, he, if he doesn't do it now, then I think he's basically done. Agreed. Sure. Uh, Don, I, like the, I like the J.J. Watt thing uh, because if he's healthy, well, what's going to end up having to happen, too, with all the craziness that the Texans do with their trading away picks and then not getting value for people that they trade for and they just give people away. Um, when J.J. Watt is healthy, he is one of the best defensive players in the NFL, but it's the if he can stay healthy component of it. Um, I completely agree with that, by the way. I yeah. just The history just doesn't support it. I think Ben Roethlisberger is probably the safe bet. That would be the safe one uh, because it's with his team. That is his team. Wherever Cam Newton goes is going to be brand new. Now, he's going to have that revenge streak in him, so that makes him dangerous. But at the same time, Ben Roethlisberger is the architect of Pittsburgh's offense. He will be able to call the shots. He'll be able to do whatever he really wants to uh, within that system. So I think if that's the favorite, I'm leaning on that, especially early on. That makes sense. It's a safe bet. Uh, I think the Cameron Newton one, that's Cam Newton's is a uh, – his is interesting because wherever he goes could dictate on how much of a favorite he could become. And I think J.J. Watt being a true dark horse, because if he gets hot, there's no stopping that dude. Is J.J. Watt technically eligible since he played in the playoff game? Technically, he is. Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, I think my money's on Cam Newton still. I really believe there's enough teams out there who don't have a serviceable quarterback. And I think Cam has always been willing and desiring to play the type of football that he plays. I don't think he's going to go somewhere and change his identity to become a pocket passer who drops back and tries to run a West Coast team or something. And I think New England, if he goes there, I think McDaniels is the type of guy who's going to use him to the fullest of his skill set. And if he doesn't go there, I think he's going somewhere where he knows He's going to be able to work with the OC to get an offense put in that he can actually dictate when he gets the ball, where he gets to throw it. And I think he wants to go somewhere that goes deep a lot. I think Cam is ready to throw the deep ball, and I think he wants to uh, take the league by storm next year. Agreed. Yeah, I like it. I think, again, like Sean said, Roethlisberger is a safe bet. I think that um, – he, he can get back in that that offense with the team. Who what did they just go? Weren't they, wouldn't they have been the seventh seed if we would have had this playoff schedule? Won what eight games, eight and eight. Um, I mean, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, I mean, he can go throw fifteen TDs and I don't know seven picks, or whatever, and still win that award. But I think just I'm an Instagram junkie, um, especially with the Auburn dudes. So I think wherever Cam Newton ends up, I just see him balling out. All that dude has been doing is working out, from what I can see. Um, so if I'm going to put money on it, I'm just going to take the odds and just roll with Cam, just see what happens. Uh, but to stick with the quarterbacks and the Auburn theme here. So I do have the odds for new England's quarterback next year. So Jarrett Stidham is the favorite at plus 100, um, followed by Brian Hoyer at plus 400 and then Andy Dalton at plus 700. Uh, so again, I, I say, I, I feel like Bill's going to roll with the young guy. Um, especially after what we saw him do with, was it Garoppolo um, when he was just coming off the bench? Also Brissett. I mean, I didn't even know who Jacoby Brissett was, and then he pulls his dude off the bench, and that and he got a win. I mean, it was only one game for sure, but, um, you know, with the training camp of preseason, you know, both of those things happen. I, I'm for sure taking Stidham. But, Matt, what do you think? Uh, I, I just – I mean, you make some valid points. I just haven't seen anything – positive from Stidham and I feel like Bill is not on his last leg but I I think he knows he's got to win like within the next three years maybe before potentially the rest of the division catches up I mean if he doesn't it it, pretty much what I'm saying if Stidham isn't it he's kind of screwed so I don't know if he takes that risk I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could bet on a specific one of those. I just wouldn't be Stidham. Yeah, I think that's interesting because uh, Hoyer, what's, what's interesting with having Hoyer is that's a, that's a security blanket because you've had him there for so long. You know what that guy can give you. You know his personality type. You know his work ethic. Brian Hoyer has been there, done that. I think they have trust in case Stidham isn't prepared. But I also know that – and anyone that knows – 
that that can't be the long-term future of, of being Brian Hoyer. So kind of with Matt's point, if that's not the guy, then they're going to be in trouble for a little bit unless they figure something out. Uh, the Andy Dalton one is very, very intriguing. Um, that, that's, a, that's a nice one just because that's a – it'd be interesting to see what a guy like him uh, would be able to do um, with Josh McDaniels because I think he's a very creative – he's proven himself to be able to morph an offense around his personnel. Uh, I think Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have that type of relationship to be able to do that. Um, and I'd like to, that's a very interesting thing with, uh, with, with Andy Dalton, because he's not spectacular, but he's not as bad as people think, uh, when it comes to Andy Dalton, uh, Stidham, you really don't know. And Brian Hoyer, you do know. And what Brian Hoyer is, is a solid backup quarterback who, if he comes in when he needs to, I bet you, he gets you one to two wins out of a three or four, kind of what Matt Moore did for the Kansas city chiefs. That's what mm-hmm. I think Brian Hoyer gives you. Uh, so being a starting quarterback, it's really, I'd really be between Stidham and, interesting for Andy Dalton because I don't think he's it's been official yet with anything with him but it's kind of curious that they're throwing that out there just curious is there is there odds on like none of those like like a draft pick potential no no so our odds if we want to go a little bit deeper so we have Stidham at even money followed by Hoyer Andy Dalton and then Cam Newton also has the same odds as uh, Andy Dalton followed by Jameis Winston and then Jacoby Brissett See, because, like, like, piggybacking off what Sean said about Hoyer, see, I see Hoyer as, like, a McCown or a Fitzpatrick where it's like, hey, you got a young guy that you don't quite trust yet that you just want to kind of watch a dude that's been in the league for a minute. So I could see Hoyer if they stick with Stidham or if they draft somebody. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Bill just went out and said, let's go. Let, let's get somebody now and just trade it up and got, like, a Jordan Love maybe. I don't think Belichick's ever the guy to trade up. That's my thing, though. Uh, I do think if Andy Dalton finds his way to New England, then I would put all my money on that. I don't see any way that they sign him, pay him whatever amount of money he's going to ask for, and then put him on the bench as a backup. I just can't see that happening. He's an underrated quarterback in general. I'm not saying he's even, like, the top 50% of the league. But, I mean, I'm just going to go through his passer ratings. I mean – uh, 80, 87, 88, 83, 106, 91, 86, 89, and then last year dropped down to 78.3. But prior to last year, I mean, we're talking about average or slightly above average quarterback. His QBR reflects that too with his uh, career QBR falling in right around the mid-50s. So we're talking about a guy who's about average. And so if you're looking for somebody who can fill a void, I mean, Tom Brady wasn't exactly lighting the league on fire last year. The Patriots still did pretty well for themselves. And I feel like uh, Andy Dalton gives you that stability, at least if you're trying to bridge to something bigger in the future or the near future. So I think Andy Dalton's probably who I would go with. But, again, I wouldn't put it past them finding Cam Newton or someone else like that also. Nice, nice. I like it. Uh, so last last two odds that I, or bets I should say um, that I have for you guys a couple of former teammates. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins has found himself with a new team as well as well Deshaun Watson still with the same team so I shouldn't say as well as. Um, would you take the over under though on the on, on DeAndre Hopkins uh, touchdowns? He's at nine and a half. Um, the over is actually the favorite on this one at minus one. 15 uh sean what do you like over for sure uh just because of the type of offense they run and with with running the offense that uh that kingsbury likes to run you're going to run yourself into two problems which is you're going to score a lot or you find yourself behind in a hurry in the nfl and if you're behind in a hurry then you're going to be throwing the ball more uh and hopkins is one of those receivers uh, like antonio brown to where it's like i don't care if you know you're going to be double covered he's going to find a way to get open. Uh, he's that talented of a receiver. He's got ball skills like anybody else in the league. If the ball's been in the vicinity of his hands, he's going to make the grab. Uh, but I picked the over because Kyler Murray's going to need a security blanket. Um, Larry Fitzgerald's still there to be a veteran stage president. And, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins now has played with two of my favorite players of all time and Andre Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. But I would say the over because you're throwing the ball a ton at the second year in the system, and it's just – you're, you're going to either light it up in a hurry or you're going to get lit up and then need to throw the ball. So that's my rationale behind picking the over on that one. Nice. Charles, what do you think? 
Uh, I'm going to go with the over also uh, for everything Sean just said, but then also he's going to get six games against the Seahawks, 49ers, and the Rams. And you saw what happened against those teams deep last year. The Rams have absolutely fallen apart on their secondary. The 49ers have a pretty solid secondary, but they weren't able to put things together uh, when they were against mobile quarterbacks. You saw what Lamar Jackson did to them, Kyler Murray when they played them the second time. Uh, Russell Wilson at San Francisco. So I think Murray and pairing him up with uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to lead to some big plays, especially when that pocket breaks down and Murray finds his way to the outside. I think having a guy he knows he can just lob it to down the field is going to really open stuff up for him. Nice. Matt? All right, I'm going to take the under just to be contrarian. Um, Not because of anything against Hopkins. I think Hopkins is – arguably top three receiver in the league. I just think that the Cardinals, they're going to be scary. I really think so. I mean, between Christian Cook or Christian Kirk, my fault, uh, Hopkins, Fitz, and Kyler Murray's running ability and Deon, or Kenyon Drake, I just think it's going to be kind of even or all around the board. I don't think there's going to be a huge out in touchdowns. So I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I think uh, this isn't smart, and it's not the most sophisticated handicap of all time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under as well, but only because I'm betting the sophomore slumps that we have going on here. I was not impressed with Kyler Murray at all. Um, I mean, of anybody in the draft, he was probably the most disappointing to me. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, I think that now that we got what is it? It's, he's only been around for a year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we got a year of his stuff. I'm just not. I'm not super impressed. I, I'll be shocked if he goes above nine and a half touchdowns, actually. Um, not to say that it's impossible because I think all of Sean's scenarios highlighted exactly how it could happen. Um, but I'll take the under and let's just, let's just see. And then last bet that I have for you guys with DeAndre Hopkins gone, um, do you like the over under on Deshaun Watson's passing touchdowns at 26 and a half? Um, the under is the uh, favorite in this one. Charles, I'll start with you this time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and – wait, what did you say 23 and a half? 26 and a half. 26 and a half? Yeah, I'm going to go with the under by a lot. Uh, we're talking about a guy who the most in his career he's thrown for is 26 touchdowns. Now, granted, he has had injuries in the past, and that's uh, hindered him a little bit. But last year he played in 15 games, 26 touchdowns. The year before that, 16 games, 26 touchdowns. So I feel like that's a decent sample size to look at and say, yeah, I don't think this guy is uh, he's going to be hitting, you know, 30 touchdowns next year, especially now that his uh, his best receiver left. Now we talked about what DeAndre Hopkins is capable or yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is capable of doing. He raises people's passer rating about 10 points. Uh, we've seen Deshaun uh, oh, pardon. Uh, Deshaun Watson. We've seen him go from 103 right around a 100 quarterback rating, uh, passer rating. So I think we can see him drop next year. I think he could drop all the way to 90, 95 passer rating. And I just don't see him getting that many touchdowns unless they're falling behind. So if they're staying in games, I don't see it happening. But if they're falling behind, sure, he could hit maybe 27, 28. But I just don't see that being realistic. Agreed. Matt? Yeah, I'm going to agree with the under. I just – the O-line is just not there. And – Losing Hopkins. I mean, gaining Cooks could be interesting, but I just I just don't see it happening. Sean? You got mirrored talent with Brandon Cooks, and I'm a huge – I've been a huge Brandon Cooks fan for a very long time. Uh, but Brandon Cooks is limited physically. Uh, and you've got Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. Um, shoot, who else they got over there? Uh, Randall Cobb. Oh, there you go. So, I just – I don't know what they want to be on offense either. I don't think they know what they want to be on offense. Picking up David Johnson and – I mean, I really don't see when you lose a talent like DeAndre Hopkins and without even looking offhand, just throwing this out there, I don't know what target shares look like with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sure he got the lion's share of them when it came touchdown time and when they were in the red zone. Um, You've lost that guy. You've lost a dude that you can, I mean, as much as I love Brandon Cooks, his MO was never, you know, he wasn't a tough goal line guy. I mean, he's a slip in and out speed burner and good luck catching me type of guy. Will Fuller's a deep guy. Uh, Randall Cobb's kind of a, a slot dude. And it's just, 
I don't see them going over 26. I don't think that Houston's going to be interesting just to watch, period, because I don't think they have an identity, really, for what they want to do on offense. And Charles highlighting the fact that he's only ever thrown 26 touchdowns in a season. I don't expect somebody to do better when they're starting to lose the weapons that got them there. So I'm definitely in the under as well. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Um, of all the bets we've talked about today, this one is by far my favorite. I, I want to pound this at minus 110 uh, to hit the under. I would actually bet this if it were 24 and a half, just because of all the reasons you guys have already highlighted. But I also think this is the year that Bill O'Brien gets fired. Um, this guy has this organization in shambles right now. I have no idea how you make that trade. Um, you trade away DeAndre Hopkins for, again, I mean, not even close. I, don't, I, I just don't understand, like, how, how you make that trade. I can't justify it. Um, so, again, I'll take this all the way down to 24 and a half. As it moves that way, I'll probably bet that three or four times. So, Yeah, that trade looks like somebody who's looking at stats from two or three years ago because he traded DeAndre Hopkins for essentially Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, and David Johnson. So if he was playing fantasy football in 2014, he would be killing it right now. However, it doesn't look like it's going to work out for him. But we'll see. He also doesn't have uh, four of the next two years. First and second round picks? All right, so we're going to go ahead and have to wrap up. Today's show has been brought to you by Charmin. That's right, Charmin, the wonderful toilet paper originally from the Holberg Paper Company in Green Bay, Wisconsin, that was described as charming by an employee, and from thus came the name Charmin. That's right, Charmin. Don't squeeze the Charmin. Thanks so much. Uh, just a quick reminder that none of the sponsoring companies have ever provided us with any kind of fiscal uh, compensation. We just like to tell you about them because we care. Amen. And as always, this week's episode was brought to you by Corona. That's right. The one virus keeping us all inside, making this possible. Coronavirus. Don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy, dude.